Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I have been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we're speaking with Laura O'Connor, who is the executive director of the National Kitten Coalition. In 2000, it was a tiny, homeless, bright orange kitten that Laura fostered shortly after accepting a job at a small progressive Montana shelter that launched her into a career in animal welfare. Later named Chuck, he lived with Laura and her husband for 18 years and was the inspiration behind her work to expand the shelter's foster program in an effort to save more lives. She went on to become an animal behaviorist, opened a dog training company, and then became the shelter's outreach coordinator, introducing a critter camp for kids and expanding the volunteer program. Filling in a vacant executive director role in 2007, she remained in that job for almost a decade, increasing the adoption rate from 75 to 98%. Laura says, I'm 100% positive the reason I stayed in the field were the many continuing education opportunities afforded me. Coming back from a conference, I always felt energized to help more people and pets. I'm thrilled to be able to focus on getting kitten-focused, life-saving resources to animal protection agencies throughout the country. Laura lives in Missoula, Montana, and shares her house with her mountain biking-obsessed husband, a deaf Australian shepherd mix named Wyatt, and a temporary foster cat named Tom. She has decades of fond memories of her recently passed pets, Chuck, Henry, and Phoebe. Laura also enjoys boxing, yoga, traveling, and Chicago Cubs baseball. Laura, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Stacy. So you shared a little bit in your bio there about what really inspired you to get involved in the field of animal welfare. What inspired you to become passionate about cats in general? When I started in the shelter in 2000, the adoption rate for cats was much lower than for dogs. I felt that photographs online weren't as vibrant, descriptions weren't as interesting, and just the resources being placed to help cats get adopted as much as they were for dogs. And I really felt like we needed to elevate their status. And so whether it was intentional or not at that time, I really felt like I needed to put extra focus to helping kittens and cats in animal welfare and sheltering in general. That's great. That's excellent. And so you became passionate about cats. Your bio, you're talking about how you had become an animal behaviorist, opened a dog training company. But somewhere along the line, you must have found this incredible love for kittens. How did you get involved with kittens? And then how did that path get you to the National Kitten Coalition? As you heard in my bio, I had taken in this very small orange kitten and he was in my, basically sitting on the palm of my hand. And I thought, well, I could take him home for a couple of weeks, put him in my spare bathroom. And once he's eight weeks of age, he can come back to the shelter and be available for adoption. I'm not really realizing at the time is that many kittens across the country, that's all they need is two weeks in a foster home. And so I did it kind of on a whim. And obviously, he never left my house. But at that point, we had one foster home um, at the shelter for kittens. And so once we had about six kittens in the foster home, we felt like we were at the limit. So I really wanted to enhance our foster program for cats 
kittens, obviously dogs and puppies as well. But, you know, my main focus was always on cats way back in 2000, early in that decade. So so did you grow your foster care program to be much larger when you were the executive director of that other program? I did. It was when I was the outreach coordinator, that was one of my focuses was to increase the reach of the shelter by expanding the walls beyond the actual physical building. And so I created an opportunity for people to participate and, you know, and to help and volunteer at the shelter by creating volunteer opportunities. Because really what I found was in shelters that you just need to ask people. There are so many people that are willing to help and to donate, to clean, to foster, to bag food. I mean, they're willing to really do anything. You just have to go out there and you have to ask. Yeah. And I agree with you 100%. It's very funny. A lot of people will say, well, how did you get involved in this position? And at the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society where I ran, and they said, well, Stacy asked me. And so it sort of comes around where you have to be asked in, in order to know what's needed and how to help. How did you learn about the National Kitten Coalition? Did you see them at a conference? You know, how did you find out about them? I did. I actually heard Rosemary Crawford and Marnie Ross speak in Washington, D.C. at AWLA. And that was the first time I'd heard of them. And I kind of got involved that way. That was several years ago. And so when they were looking for an executive director, I applied. And I was very excited to be given an opportunity to help, you know, to really focus solely on cats. Yeah. And in your bio, you talk about the importance of conferences and how you would come back all energized and excited. Were there many ideas that you learned at various conferences that you ended up bringing back to your shelter? You know, there were so many. One that actually I remember was somebody had mentioned the option of transferring animals at that particular point living in in Montana. They were mostly coming from California. And one of my coworkers went to a conference where they ran into this person that was talking about it. And that's kind of how like, just that kind of chance meeting created an opportunity where we ended up transferring in hundreds of pets from overcrowded shelters and really saving their lives. So, I mean, there are so many different little tidbits of information that you come back with that really can change everything you do moving forward. And just I think a networking is also it's a really important part of conferences and kind of, you know, getting out of the day to day activity and looking at things kind of in a different way, I think is really helpful. Yeah, I think that at the conference level, sometimes I get a bit exhausted at conferences too. I get a little people overwhelmed, but I do think that the networking is really great and the sharing of ideas is wonderful. And it amazes me how much energy many people have at those conferences. But maybe it's just me sharing, you know, sharing with everybody my age, which is over 50, that I only last about eight or nine hours. And I I can't go out until the wee hours of the morning and then turn around and attend sessions the next day. But it really is amazing. And there is a lot of great energy. And you do come back with a lot of ideas from those conferences. But the one thing that we've partnered up with the National Kitten Coalition and the Community Cats podcast is we've partnered up to do a virtual conference and it's the online kitten conference. And we have a great lineup of different speakers. This will be the second year in a row that we've collaborated together on this project. And I would like to find out from you, you know, why did the National Kitten Coalition want to join the Community Cats podcast in doing the online kitten conference? Well, we're so excited to be part of it. And really kind of how it came about was that we found that distance learning really gave every single person the opportunity, regardless of where they were located, how accessible, you know, what the budget was like to be able to participate and to contribute into learning from all these amazing people that know so much about kittens and cats and shelters and rescues. And so it was really a great opportunity to partner, you know, and help spread the word. 
You also have a big collection of webinars that you have done as the National Kitten Coalition. What type of webinars do you do? We do mostly medical-based webinars on how to care for kitten bottle feeding is probably our, you know, our most popular one. And then there's obviously more advanced ones as well. And those can be found on our website and also on our Facebook page and Instagram. And then we recently started archiving our webinars too, so you can access them at any time so they can fit into your busy schedule. You said bottle feeding is one of your most popular webinars. Mm -hmm. Are there specific tips and tricks that are important with bottle feeding or things that you'd highly recommend somebody look at first and foremost if they're considering being a bottle feeding foster home? Of course, you know, I think that it's really important if you're interested in fostering to look at your setup in your home and obviously your time and then also the resources of the shelter because every shelter and rescue is different. So I would definitely look into that and talk to them and then get them set up. And obviously there's different ages of kittens. And so sometimes it's good to start with kittens that are maybe six weeks of age if you're a brand new foster person. And then that way you can kind of get acclimated to fostering and you probably are going to run into less potential issues or situations that require more expertise. So I have had the opportunity, I interviewed Marnie Russ back in 2016. And then I also interviewed Laura and Rebecca and Rosemary. I've had the opportunity to interview everybody, but they were all interviews done back in 2017. If folks are interested in finding these interviews and listening in on everything National Kitten Coalition from 2017 earlier, you can just put National Kitten Coalition in the search bar for the Community Cats podcast website and you'll get all of those. But it's now 2020. So it's been about three years. You know, how have things changed at the National Kitten Coalition for you, Laura? Well, I started in October of last year and they had already started really working on webinars and kind of other distance learning options. So that's kind of where our focus is. In addition, we're going to be at a lot of upcoming conferences. So we'll have an opportunity to not only speak, but to meet the different people that are kind of in charge of cats and kittens in different organizations across the country so that we can spread our word. You know, we're also beefing up our website, so we'll be adding even more resources. We want the National Kitten Coalition to be the number one place that you go to when you have any questions kitten-related. And so we're going to be doing that also. And then more recently, we traveled across the country to some of the top kitten nurseries in the country and created a kitten nursery manual, and that's available free on our website to download. Excellent. We'll make sure we have that link in the show notes, too, for folks that can download it. Because I think all of these tools are not only helpful for organizations, but there are several individuals out there, not several, there's lots of individuals out there who actually do sort of foster care on their own. I would call them the non-affiliated. And I think so much of this information is really important for them, too. So they should be looped into the National Kitten Coalition also. Sign up today for a kitten-focused event presented by the National Kitten Coalition and the Community Cats Podcast. It's the online kitten conference. This three-day virtual gathering will feature presentations by experts on raising and saving kittens, setting up and managing kitten-centered shelter programs, and more. The online kitten conference is going to be on June 12th through the 14th, and all presentations will be recorded. So if you can't attend them all, no worries. You'll be able to watch the recordings afterwards. Since this is a virtual event, you'll have the opportunity to gain valuable insights and have your questions answered by some of the most knowledgeable leaders in the animal welfare community without the expense and hassle of traveling. For $75, you'll get full access to the whole program of the Online Kitten Conference in 2020 on June 12th through the 14th. CommunityCatsPodcast.com 
and sign up today. We can't wait to see you there. Are you struggling to convince your local officials to embrace TNR? Maybe they're responding to cat complaints with a proposal to ban feeding. Or perhaps you want to make sure that your local cat ordinances are fully supporting your efforts. What if I told you there was one document you could hand to your local policymakers that lays out the arguments for humane, effective community cat management? Well, there is. Focused on what local leaders want and need to know, the Managing Community Cats Guide for Municipal Leaders, a publication of the Humane Society of the United States, offers an in-depth look at community cat management programs with proactive approaches and collaborative efforts that local communities can use to effectively and humanely reduce the free-roaming cat population. Visit animalsheltering.org forward slash cats to download a free copy of the Managing Community Cats Guide for Municipal Leaders or learn how you can order print copies at animalsheltering.org forward slash cats. You'll also find additional resources to protect cats in your community, including a return-to-field manual, catio brochures, cats and wildlife information, and more. Visit animalsheltering.org forward slash cats. I want to swing back to the online kitten conference. We have quite a few speakers lined up, and it's going to be happening June 14th through June 16th, and the cost is $75, and you can go to onlinekittenconference.com, and you can get access to all the details, the schedule, and all the speakers. There's a total of 18 different individuals that will be speaking at the event, and I don't know if there are a few names that you want to mention, Laura, or I can mention them, but I really am enjoying the lineup for this year's conference. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Who's your favorite? You can pick one. I can tell you, based on my listeners, our number one podcast is Dr. Michael Delgado, and she'll be on a research panel. So she talks about studies advancing kitten care, stress responses, and cross-sucking behaviors in orphaned and neonatal kittens. But her podcast that I did with her is our number one show right at this time. And I am also a big fan of Monica Friendin's talking about feline leukemia positive cats. That's a big soft spot in my heart. The organization I was with has been adopting out feline leukemia positive kitties since 1996. So I'm so glad to see the national trend changing and so many organizations are interested in helping those cats. And then uh, Friday night, we got Arden Moore providing our Friday evening entertainment, which is uh, usually a time where we do a lot of trivia questions and we do a tech check that everybody knows how to use the GoToWebinar technology. And she'll be talking about some of the books she's been writing about her pet first aid and CPR. She's got a really cool cat named Casey that you can, I guess, do pretend CPR on. And she does a great job there. Yeah. So those are just sort of three of the folks that I'd like to highlight. And also folks, if you can't attend all of the presentations, don't worry, they will be recorded and available for a couple of months after the conference happens. Laura, I don't know if there were a couple of names that jumped out at you. Are there folks that you've really looked at here? I'm relatively new, but I have been emailing Simone from the Newborn Kitten Rescue, and I love her energy and just kind of her go-get attitude and what she's doing in the Phoenix area. And her podcast is titled Saving Kittens in Partnership. And then I recently was talking with Chris Roy and his understanding and leveraging your transport options. So that's super exciting. Yeah. We love Chris at the Community Cats Podcast. We've partnered with them 
to be able to better do what we all do. So uh, they are a regular sponsor of our show. So I'm ever appreciative of their support of the Community Cats podcast. And yeah, so it's a very exciting weekend. We're going to have panels. We will have our cat trivia with plenty of prizes. We do have uh, CD cages and some other sponsors that are joining us. And if you are interested in being a sponsor, it is about the last day that you could sign up for sponsorship would be today. So if you felt interested in doing that at the last minute, you can feel free to reach out to me at Stacy at communitycatspodcast.com. Laura, I want to go back to the National Kitten Coalition. What's on the docket other than the online kitten conference? What's on the docket for 2020 and 2021 for your organization? We're looking at expanding our reach into some of the areas with low live release rates for kittens and cats. And so we're going to be doing some workshops in those areas. And we're looking at Texas, Florida, and or California right now. In addition to obviously adding more content to our website, we really want to reach out and find out from shelters and rescues what information they need that doesn't exist at this particular point. So I think that that's really important that you know, it's been a couple of years since I've worked in a shelter myself, and I know that sheltering changes, you know, pretty much on a daily basis. So if there is content or there's a, a webinar or something that we can help you with, we would love to be able to. Is the National Kitten Coalition available to actually come to a shelter and do a training program on site? We are. In fact, if you go to our website, you can fill out a form and then one of the instructors will contact you with some information to see, you know, kind of what you're looking for and how we can best tailor a workshop for your shelter or rescue and and employees and foster volunteers. What do you think the greatest challenges are right now with regards to kittens and foster care? I think that it is still looking outside the box and saying this is the way we do things and we don't have to do them this way. And, you know, how can we change our adoption rate? How can we save these kittens, I think, is a really good way to look at it. Because I remember years ago, this is when adoption practices were super strict. You know, if you work full time, you couldn't adopt a puppy or, you know, a kitten. You certainly didn't have time. But yet people obviously were still obtaining pets in different ways. And so I went to a conference and somebody had said, you know, instead of giving people the reason why they can't adopt try to help them so that they can. I feel like you can take that bit of information and you can apply it to the kitten and cat population. I still think resources are being filtered more to dogs than to cats, and so I'm hoping to change that. And I know that, that it can be difficult to get personalities and kittens, but I certainly think that they deserve the same amount of attention. Do you think over the last 20 years that the resources are changing and more resources are becoming available for cats, or are we still sort of always the groups that have to struggle really hard to get those resources? I still think that we are the underdogs, but things are changing. You know, you see that a flight where a a dog is being flown across the country to his or her new home. And I really look to the day when a kitten gets that same private plane ride across the country to save you know, his or her life. That's interesting. I really do hope that that will change just in general, even on the ground with the life-saving programs that are out there. I still think we need a lot more money for spaying and neutering cats, community cats, all across the country. And I feel like sometimes those resources may not be as plentiful as they used to be, where I think that dollar figure should be growing. And I think some groups are struggling to get the resources that they need to be able to pay the veterinarians to get the surgeries done that they need to get done. And therefore, that then increases the number of kittens that we're dealing with. 
And also, I think that it's really important when you foster and if you consider the fact that most pets have, on average, three homes in a lifetime that, you know, it's really the foster families, it's really in the kitten's best interest to make sure that they are exposed to lots of different situations so that they're really well-rounded social animals. And so if something happens in the future, they can be easily adopted in a variety of homes. So Laura, if folks are interested in finding out more about the National Kitten Coalition, how would they do that? They can go to our website, which is kittencoalition.org, or they can visit us obviously on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? If you're in a, a shelter or rescue with limited resources, you really can't afford not to go to an educational conference, especially like the online kitten conference. It will make such a difference in everything moving forward. So I highly recommend that. That's great. And I highly recommend it too, the online kitten conference. It's a lot of fun. We have a great time during the whole weekend. We learn a lot. You get to learn with your cats. We share photos of all the kitties that are watching and learning so they can do all the work for you. By the end of the conference, we can almost promise that your kitties will scoop their own litter boxes. And it's a lot of fun. You get to meet other people virtually. So it's not person to person, but yet even virtual, you can make friends. So it is a very, very fun weekend. It's the online kitten conference, which is June 14th. The evening of June 14th, we kick it off. And then June 15th and June 16th, Saturday and Sunday, goes from 10 until 5. That's all Eastern Standard Time. But everything is recorded. So you can tune in and tune out as you'd like, and you will also get access to the recordings later. So just go to onlinekittenconference.com and check that out. Laura, I want to thank you so much again for agreeing to be a guest on my show, and I hope we'll have you on again in the future, and you can share with us what the National Kitten Coalition is doing for the future. For our listeners out there, please consider sharing this podcast with others. The more people that listen to the show, the more people who will learn how to turn their passion for cats into action. Laura, thank you again for being on the show. Thanks, Daisy. Thank you for listening to the Community Cats podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes, leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. 